previously on Almost Better Than Dragons. Today's date marks roughly the 100-year anniversary of the Declaration of Peace uh, among all three continents. Uh, the continents had been at war for many hundreds of years. A gentleman walks in. He takes the, the fire water that the bartender gave him, and he, he takes a sip. Are you okay? Can I, can I get a water here? I, I could really I could really use it now. He's he really starting to make a scene here. Yeah, I'm like standing up and drawing my sword up. The bartender sort of feels his neck, like looking for a looking for a pulse, and he he's dead. I look up at the, I he's dead. He's dead. So he, he says, I, I haven't seen one of those in a in a very long time. What was it exactly? That, my friend, is one of the crag. So we were in a we were in a graveyard, and uh, Krulaman and Pangeon just watched in awe as Daani froze the ground. And uh, Pangeon says, "Oh no, I'm gonna have a hell of a time digging through all that frozen dirt now. Thanks a lot." Wasn't it Pangeon? Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty much superficial. It probably shouldn't take you that long to get through. Yeah, he, he says, my, my strength modifier is minus two, so um, it, <laughs> it's going to take me all day. Thanks a lot. Kruleman sort of says, now that's that's really interesting that it it sort of glows like that. And, you know, it, it, it almost seems like these are receivers for some sort of magical energy. And I think Kuruk said... Why is one black and why is one white? Because Michael Jackson hasn't made a song about it yet. <laughs> See, it's too easy not to make a joke about. God damn it! Krulman says, uh, "Ed, it, it's probably a, uh, it's probably a little too early to tell. Um, I mean, we we don't really know even why they have these um, beyond obviously keeping the the illusion going." Here, I have a suggestion. Let's find another one of these bodies and see what color that's, that cube is. And that way we know if there's only two colors. Fair enough. Uh, where do you propose we're going to find another one of these bodies? There was only two? I mean, we saw one at the market, and uh, you guys saw one at the tavern. I'm assuming this is happening all over. We'll just well, keep it I in mean, mind. Let's let's uh, we need to go. We need to go wherever she lived. We need to find wherever she lived, and we need to talk to her son and whoever her spouse was. I and, bet her uh, son's got a cube. Possibly, possibly break the news that she passed away. You want to get that son's cube? You know it. Oh god! <laughs> and we're probably gonna need to bring the cube with us. Krulaman says, "All right, uh, off to uh, off to the Trickfoot residence then. Uh, that that was uh, her last name, uh, Tina Trickfoot. That's, that wasn't her name. Hold on. Yes, it was. <laughs> that was fucking fantastic. Tina, Tri- Tina Trickfoot. Tina I thought it was Trickfoot. Let me generate a name. Tina Trickfoot. 
T- her name is Tina Trickfoot. Uh, we're we're gonna go to uh, descendant to go to her of house. Loki, so, possibly descendant of Loki. Yeah. Um, so you guys uh, sort of make your way back across town, and at the intersection with the tavern, you go uh, to the south down that street a ways. You you make a few turns, um, and you wind up in front of a house next to a, a small plot of land, and um, there's a there's a few carts that are sort of parked in front of the in front of the house. Um, there's there's some horses uh, tied up to uh, to a post that are th- that that's sort of there. You go inside. Tina's husband Elward is sitting there, and uh, he's he's just sobbing. He's in tears. Wait, is his name um, Elward or is his name the Elward? <laughs> his name is just Elward. I, I I'm not even making these up. I'm I'm just using a website. Just for the record, Elward, like Edward, but with an L. Oh, I thought the, the C. Elward Trickfoot. <laughs> Elward Trickfoot. Were they forward thinking that he had his own? I'm waiting for Bren's weird pun. I thought it was lesbian Trickfoot. <laughs> it's on Fancy wow. Bravo. This so, derailed, so, got re-railed, and then unrailed again. <laughs> so, um, there's a there's a cleric sort of standing over, um standing over who you uh, understand to be Elward. Um, and there's some children sort of curled up with, with their arms around their knees uh, on a bed. Um, and the, it, it's a very solemn scene, and, and uh, Elward is being comforted by the cleric, and um, the children are, are clearly uh, just dumbstruck. Um... Are they at like a table or something, or are they just like, what are they? Um, it, so Elward is sitting in a chair uh, that's a wooden chair, sort of next to a table, uh, and it's sort of pulled away from the table a little bit, like somebody sort of said, "We need to like sit down and and talk. Uh, something's happened." And wait, you said something about children. I thought they only had one offspring. Child. Fine. Okay. We should check them for marks. No, I was just wondering how many. It's so it's the the one kid. Aren't we here for that kid? Well, let's first talk to the husband. Okay. So so the L word is is sort of sitting there, you know, face in his hands. All right. Um, Mike, and he hears you come in, and he you know sort of looks up, and and you can see there's tears running down his face. I approach, put my hand on his shoulder, and say. I'm sorry for your loss. It, who, who, who are you? The Crypt Keeper. <laughs> voice like that. I'm, I'm a traveling man that has concerns for why this happened to your wife. And I was wondering if you could help us with any questions. It, absolutely. I, I don't know. I, how, how could this have happened? Uh, honestly, we're not sure ourselves, but we're here to see if we can gather any information to get to the bottom of what this, what caused this, and so other people don't suffer the way you have. What, what, what do you need to know? Kid, I, uh... I can't, I, wait, get Krulman over here. We, we, we would, for specifically, would like to speak... I'm, I'm right here, I'm standing right next to okay, you. Okay, well, Krulman... He's got terrible sight. <laughs> Krulman, talk to the kid. Uh, Krulaman sort of 
walks over and and sits down next to uh, this this little girl. You, you can't really hear what he's saying from a distance, but you can tell that he's sort of talking like you you talk to a child and and just saying nice things and uh, trying to be very comforting. You know, the the little girl is sort of looking down at the floor, and you can see Kruleman sort of lean back a little bit and you know look at the back of of the girl's head, and her hair is is up in like a ponytail. Um, and he turns back to you and he he shakes his head no. All right. Um, I kneel down next to uh, next to the husband who's sitting in the chair, and I uh, I tell him truly, we're sorry for the loss that you that you felt today. I have a question about something that um, was recovered from your wife's body, and I pull out the the cube. He said, "I I." Where where did you get that? She uh, she had it on her person. We don't know exactly what it does, but we were hoping you could uh, shed some light on the subject for us. I she 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 had that when when I met her. It it's it's always been uh, something she had. She said it was a a family heirloom. Did she ever talk about like in depth where where this family heirloom came from, like? Who, who had bestowed it upon her from her family? No, not at all. Uh, she, she never talked about it. I, I always assumed it was some sort of touchstone or piece of jewelry or lucky sentiment Dreamers, of some kind. Lucas Films. We've. Uh... Sorry. How how does this relate to her death? Well, we from from what we can tell, we think these. These cubes have something to do with this because we found somebody else who also passed away that had a cube on their person. So we are sorry for disturbing you and taking your time. Uh, we will let you grieve, but we will certainly let you know if we come up with any more information. You've been extremely helpful. You look over and Kruleman has out of his pocket pulled what looks like like a big ball of lint like dryer lint um and he pulls it out of his pocket and um sort of off to the side he like squishes it up in his hands and and you notice that it's sort of turned into this like a little doll like, a, like almost like the size of like a voodoo doll but not a voodoo doll um and it, it's sort of in the shape like a like a little child's toy um, and he, he gives it to the girl. She takes it and sort of hugs it against her chest. And he, he stands up and sort of nods at uh, a word and, and everybody walks out after him. Uh, so now you, you're all outside standing in front of uh, Elward's house. He says, well, the girl isn't the girl isn't one of them. All right. Um, what leads us back at square one? Yeah, oh. our leads are dr- run dry. Dry? Oh, no. Dry. This means we must go to the desert. No, I'm kidding. Um, maybe I give the child a drink the guy had. It messed him up because he was Crag. Okay. So what's going on here is these Crag's people were spies. They were living amongst us for years. We had no fucking idea. And now they're all dying and shit. 
and we're figuring it out. I'm sorry, buddy, you had to hear that, but your wife was betraying you all along. You're you're outside of the house. Okay. <laughs> he just yelled to nobody. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I still wouldn't tell him that. Oh, well, I mean, I'm just hoping he. I'm not even in earshot, but if he overheard that, sorry to make your life even that much worse. What 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 are you what are you doing in front of my house still? You can hear hear him from inside the house. Just leave me alone. All right. Let's let's go somewhere else. Jesus. Yeah. Christ. Let's yeah. Let's just go to the. Let, do you want to go back to Jeremy O'Dubs? Back to the scene scene of the first crime. Maybe like check out some stuff there. Talk to the bartender. Why not? See what's going on with that. So. Every, you you guys walk sort of back through these windy streets and um, <clears throat> as you are approaching the tavern you notice that there's uh, sort of a, a horse and a cart that are tied up um, about a half a block away from the tavern and uh, the horse is sort of starting to like kick and get like angsty like it's been there for a while um, it looks like it hasn't eaten in, in a few hours or, or so, like it like it's getting hungry. And by now the streets have all sort of cleared. It's starting to get dark. Um, it's sort of early summer and, um, you know, it's approaching like 9 p.m. Hey, hey guys, that horse over there, do you think that could have belonged to the guy, the first guy who melted? Mm, it's possible. Well, I mean... Even if it doesn't, I think I he feel did like say he was a traveler. So. We should feed that horse at the very least, and and maybe like at least calm it down and take a look see. I offer horse water from the flask. The horse drinks the. <laughs> Is it water? Well, can, can I got the... multiple flasks? Okay, and... all right, just checking. <laughs> also, can I just roll to see if there's any like I'm sure there's like horse feed on that cart somewhere for the thing. Can I... Yeah, why, why don't you just roll an investigation check uh, for the cart? I was just going to give it hard tag out of my backpack. So is that a d20 or what? Yeah, roll me a d20. A one. Oh, god damn it. You um, go to start investigating the, the cart. As you sort of go around the side of it, sort of looking through bags and stuff, the horse shits on you. Great. <laughs> I, um, I, I pat the horse affectionately on the neck, and I give it some hard tack from my bags. The horse um, sort of like licks the side of your head, and you have like a big, big slobbery lick on the side, like and, and the horse is yeah, a big cow lick, but a it's horse a horse lick. lick. <laughs> uh, from, and um, yeah, the the horse is very appreciative and starts like sniffing around you to see if there's any more. Say so we ask around the bar about the cubes. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna search the cart. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say just because I he feel got shit on. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, why don't you, roll me a d20. Okay. Let's... Meanwhile, I'm cleaning myself off. In... What kind of check is this? Uh, uh, investigation. Is that a thing? Insight. Hold on. I think you mean like yeah. There's only so many skills here. Yeah, I think insight would be the or perception or perception. Yeah. Yeah. Give me give me a perception check. Oh, Jesus. Oh, well, uh, damn it. Mine wouldn't have been a one. Oh, well. A seven? Yeah. So, well, I mean, it, it's only a card, right? It's not... It's yeah, like, I know. I'm not worried about it. Like a fucking 
There's nothing in the Denomicon or something. No, it, you you look around and and sort of towards the back of the cart, underneath a underneath a blanket, there's a, a bag of feed. Um, it says horse feed on it, and um, you take that and you sort of uh, pour some out in front of the horse. Um, it's like it's like a mixture of hay and various sorts of like grains and stuff like you'd expect oats. to feed a horse with. Yeah, some some oats and. Can, um, like can little I, bits of dried apple. Can I intimidate the horse? Oh Jesus. Um. Sure. Roll. Roll. Um. Why? Roll intimidate. Fuck's name would you do this? I don't. What else we got? Uh. Do I just add my bonus to it? That's what I mean. I technically. Yeah. Ro- roll a d twenty and then add your uh, intimidate. Intimidate. So, twenty two. So the um, the horse has just a big mouthful of of feed, um, and he, you know, startled and sort of backs up and, and rears up on its hind legs, um, makes a lot of neighing and whatnot, and bolts off down the street uh, north, um, cart and tow. Yes. And it it happens so quickly that um, like half of the stuff on the cart. Uh, falls off and lands in the street and there's just a, a pile of assorted gubbins mixed with horse shit. Mm. Yes. <laughs> yeah, why you, Why is this a victory? Yeah, I don't know why you're happy about that. Now you have to deal with shitty goods instead of carted goods. Yeah. Maybe the horse could talk. Maybe if I intimidated him, he would reveal his secrets. I don't understand. That's not how that works. This no, player. That's not how horse works. I'm sorry. I'm a gigantic talking dragon. I mean, and I know I already got shit on, but it would have been a seven. Just saying. Would that have worked? I don't think that would have passed it. Probably not. No, I mean, if you roll the one, it doesn't matter. Oh, I see what you mean. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, can um, we look through his stuff now that it's all scattered about? I guess that's yeah, the plan. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, who who wants to roll? Oh, uh, anybody. My, pers- my insight and perception are both uh, zero. So, uh, I have a six perception and uh, one insight. Is it perception um, or what? Yeah, roll perception. Yeah, roll, roll a d20. Uh, nine plus six, 15. Okay, excellent. So um, among the the stuff that's there, you, know, you see the horse just going off in the distance. He's gone. The horse is gone. The cart's gone. Um, you've just got this he pile gone. of stuff. And among the, the stuff is sort of this um, satchel. Um, and inside of the satchel, you find uh, 200 gold. Nice. And, um, oh, cool. Scaring the horse is a bad idea. Oh, we shouldn't have done that. I was going to find this not shit covered, so. But, but we have the loot now covered in poop. Yeah, the, the loot is completely it's covered. It's a well, metaphor. So am I, and it doesn't matter. So, it's a metaphor for the dirty money we stole. This guy just um, melted. He's dead. He doesn't need it. It's grave robbing. We don't actually don't know if that's the guy's cart or not. You. <laughs> good point. It's also a this very good point. <laughs> it's just you, some um, random asshole's cart. We just scared the shit out of this. Yeah, I scared horse. away the bartender's ride home. God. You find um, <laughs> some broken weapons. You find 
like the the hilt of a sword with sort of like a cracked blade that really wouldn't be of any use to anybody just because of the way it's weighted. You find a badly damaged but still usable longsword in among the the junk. You also find a tiny box and it looks sort of like a jewelry box. When you open it up, it's like a like a velvet or a, a satin and right in the middle, there's a perfectly square hole um, that's lined on the inside with the same material. Um, and the lid is sort of the same way. So it looks like whatever would go in there would be a cube and it would fit perfectly. I wonder what could possibly go in there. But no. It may I, remain a mystery forever. I think uh, horse. Uh, that's the thing about that is, all right, so I find all these items. The all, all I'm going to take the gold and the battered longsword and give the the what is it a music box or whatever to uh Krulaman. Krulaman opens the box and takes takes the obsidian cube out of his pocket and sure enough uh, it fits perfectly inside <gasps> of there and it, no. when he closes the lid it, it seals perfectly and when he opens it up it, it's still there uh, it's just a box oh okay so it's a it's a case yeah it's sort of a case like a protective case that way he doesn't have to carry it on him at all you know it. But wouldn't it be easier to carry the cube around without the case? I mean, wouldn't it be easy to carry all of your jewelry around with you at all times? Why, why would you have a jewelry box? I'm just thinking, how convenient is it to carry a cube at all? That's why you would have the box. Could we destroy one of them? Spitballing ideas here. So, Krulaman says, let's, um, let's turn in for the night. I, have you guys gotten... Uh, a, a place to stay. It's getting late. It's getting dark. We don't really want to be. We don't really want to be out on the streets at night. Um, do Do you have a room at the inn or something? Uh, I do not personally. I I don't. All right. Um, you, you're all welcome. Let's Let's go to my. Uh, let's go to my tent. We'll We'll stay there for the night, and in the morning we'll. Uh, We'll, we'll figure something out. Thanks for your hospitality, Elder. So, um, you all sort of go back to the to the market section, and, and all of the stalls have sort of shut their their fronts, and like all of the uh, the the windows and things are boarded up uh, for the night, and all the tents are rolled down. And he walks over to the very nondescript uh, dark blue tent, and. Um, again, you know, just sort of out of the folds of it, he manages to open uh, it up. Everybody files in behind him. He, fuse, he pulls out a few bedrolls um, and, and lays them out, uh, one, one for everybody. He says, what do, we, what do we think the possibilities here are? That it, it could be that they were spies uh, and they were sent here, but it seems unlikely that they would be doing such mundane things. They were just um, you know, living this, their lives, kind of. Like it seemed like they were just trying to blend in. Th this woman w had a, a, a husband and a child. Um, I think they were just sleeping, and like they needed some way of gathering intel. And and I think if anything, they could have formed like they could have caused a rebellion of sorts. Wow. They understood and learned intel of the people they were surrounded by and start murdering people or something. But then again, that could just be me being paranoid. Hmm. 
I feel like I messed up being part of expedi exposition. It would have been convenient at this moment. But I was somewhere else. Oh, yeah, you. Um, mm, right, yes. We we believe that, well, Krulaman explains everything <laughs> that we know. <laughs> and I'm all caught up. Oh, yes, of course, the crag. Why didn't I see it? I was so blind. Yeah, you so, were kind of just, like, floating with us, like, this past little ways. You were kind of just, like, tagging along. Well, I was at the bar until the other body disappeared. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know somebody who, uh, who may know a bit more. Uh, he lives to the west, closer to the border, uh, in, in a place called Bakerville. Uh, Bakerville is, uh, on the edge of the, the salt plains, the edge of civilization, you might say. Yeah, I've heard it's the land of baked goods. It's the opposite of baked goods. God they have pretzels it. there, but only because there's a lot of salt. Pretzels rock. <laughs> How are they in the chip department? In British chips or American chips? Both. What's America? Kilmstone <laughs> uh, uh, kil chips or silverstone Silver chips? Oh, makes sense. Uh, <laughs> Terrible chips. Terrible chips. It's all salt. Chips of the crag. Um, my question. How do you know they were crags? You said you recognized them. Yet no one see crag for a hundred years. Who are you and how old? I'm 115. Touché. You must know. Touché. I am the son of uh, many different races. And, um... One of, one of the benefits of that is you get some good genes. Uh, I've got some terrible genes, too. I've got terrible body odor in the wintertime. Um, what? <laughs> TMI. <laughs> the winter? The wintertime, yeah. I get sweaty under all of those clothes. Um, is this cruel, It, it just festers. This is cruel, man, yeah. You guys well, never ask him these questions? You well, just follow his word? Probably go to Bakerville, because I'm getting a little grossed out. On the other hand, you could go east. You go to uh, Rockcrest. I hear there you may be closer to some of the defenses that Kiln Rock has in place against the crag, should they ever decide to break the treaty. Personally. I hear they... Oh, go. I, I hear the the people in, in Rockcrest are also having... Uh, an interesting celebration for the 100-year uh, anniversary of the treaty. Sell Bakerville to me. What do they got going on? <laughs> what should I, I buy uh, a condo? I, I, need a, I need a pamphlet on all of the events that they're planning for the celebration. Well, it sounds like what they got going on at Bakerville is that cruel man's got a friend who has a little bit of information. But if we go over east, we could get in the heat of the action and get some answers because I'm thinking these aren't the only two so if this is if they're closer to where the crags people may be I think we're, we'll find some more bodies we'll find some more cubes we'll get some more answers without even needing to go to Bakerville but it's up to you guys I say we go to the salt pants because it looks like a big thumbs up like Fonzie like hey did you say salt pants salt plains what did I salt plains okay. no you said salt Seriously? pants what you who who the hell wants to go to Bakersville? Say I. I. Who wants to go to Rockcrest? I. I. Shit. Well, yeah. what about Cruelman? We need his opinion, Matt. Well, I 
I unfortunately uh, am not well enough to travel. Uh, oh, an old how convenient. Man. And uh, I'll be staying here. But I, I can uh. tell you that if you go to Rockcrest, uh, I've read on uh, Fantasy Facebook uh, <laughs> that they will be having lots of festivities, um, some sponsored by the Kilnrock uh, military. Do it to Lars. Let's do it. I'm all in. A defense against the Craggers. Defense against the Craggers. I think this is where we'll get most of our answers. Cragger, please. Cragger uh, Rock. To Rock Rest! <laughs> Alright, so um, you guys all lay down. Kruleman puts out puts out the candle that he lit. Everybody goes to sleep. You guys have a nice wet dream. Long rest. Um, <laughs> Oh god! Um, you wake up in the morning, and Laren is just covered in this. Um, oh no! <laughs> this isn't what really happened. He's here. already covered in shit. Now he's covered in semen. Too. Oh god, no! Yeah, he's got to change his trousers. Oh god! Don't do this to me. I can't. So you guys wake up. Um, <laughs> Give ourselves uh, a clean edit. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I thought we were trying you, to take uh, season two family. Never. Family style. No. We never said that. That was never a thing. Nope. Um, you pack up your bedrolls. You roll them all up. Uh, Kruleman says, take them. I, I'm just one man. I, I'm no longer adventuring material. Good luck, my friends. And so now you have bedrolls um, to keep with you. I don't know if you already have bedrolls from your adventurer's kits. I've got two bedrolls. What? One for each go. leg. Back up. <laughs> Dude, I can just layer them on top of each other. Extra padding. And yeah, there you go. Comfy one, sleeps. It's, it's like having a, a mattress topper. Or if we find uh, a companion. more shit made of grass. Yeah, and if if you find three different companions, you'll you'll be set. I like putting you one guys... on my legs and then one on my top, so I'm just like a bedroll worm. And I just roll around at night. Call you night you just trash the room because you're enormous. Coo. Just thrash um, about, just brah. Yeah. Not cool. Um, so you guys go back out to the market. Kruleman sort of lets you out of the tent by, you know, parting it in that weird way and, and again, like, you go out through a different side of the tent than you thought you came in from and, and it, it just sort of works. Um, so you're standing in the market and um, you sort of look up at the sun and uh, you head east and when you get to the, the edge of the village, there's a big old post in the ground and um, at the top of it, there's those signs where it's like arrow shaped and one way is pointing to the east and it says uh, Rock Crest. And then there's another one that's pointing to the west that says Haverton. And there's another one like directly underneath uh, the one pointing east and it's pointed slightly north and it says Bakerville. Um, and so you guys uh, head out uh, across um, a, a big old grassy field. Uh, the grass is sort of halfway up to your knees, um, and uh, yeah. So, are you guys doing anything while you uh, while you travel? Singing uh, hiking songs? Nope, no songs. Um, personally, no. I'm just uh, periodically going like, "Hey, cool lad, man!" <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> just periodically, like as the. Uh, you're just walk. getting a real kick out of it yeah just like kind of just like chuckling to myself because i witnessed the first one happen and uh after that i just like ooh, that's it, fun. it's just hilarious i now. can play with that 
If anything, I feel like my character is keeping everyone on track and just like getting us to where we need to go. Excellent. Glad you're making um, fun of my nervous twitch and mental disorder. Yeah, what's with so, your characters with like mental disorders? I don't know. Maybe the creator has <laughs> a mental disorder. Maybe yeah. I mind my own business, Donnie. I love. So the, you guys, oh, sorry. you guys are walking, or unless you want to like keep making some chit chat and making some goofs. No, all um, I just wanted to say was I thought your name was initially supposed to be Danny, and I was gonna call you Donnie as a joke, but now it's just you're Donnie for good. Yeah, the, yeah, Donnie. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter it's, either way. It's, it's fine. Still, now I just gotta quote good. the Big Lebowski to you. <laughs> no more goofs. <laughs> so, so you guys, you're um, out of your element, Donnie. Shut the fuck up, Donnie. Jesus. You know that the, the, <laughs> the walk from Haverton to Rockcrest is about two days. It's set on the sign uh, with the big arrows. And uh, so you guys head out uh, across this big open plain. Um, you can see for miles and miles. Um, and you've been walking for a few hours. You, you left at probably 6 in the morning. You've each got some uh, some rations, uh, which is fine. What's the uh, foliage you're not really hungry. Like? Like the foliage, um, like what kind of plants? It's it's fairly grassy. There's there's very little um, shrubs. There's there's no trees, shrubs. and uh, it, it's not like a like a bristly grass. It's sort of the the fluffier sort of variety. Okay. And you're walking, and and you sort of uh, after a few hours, you start to come amongst these rolling hills, and nestled in among the hills. You see this sort of like a like a triangle poking up from behind one of the hills, sort of like a like a building, and it's it's in the distance, and you can just about see the top of it. I continue to approach to observe what this is. It's it's a little bit more northerly than. Uh, your path. You're gonna you're gonna deviate from from your path and and sort of head up towards towards this thing. I mean, yeah, I will scout out if they don't want to follow, but it's up to them if they follow my my like. I will. I'm just gonna just jog out that way and get a better look. All right. Um. So you sort of make your way up to the top of one of these rolling hills. Behind the hill, um, as as you go up it, you can sort of make out the shape of um, this big triangular building, um, sort of like a church, and off in the distance you can hear like a clicking noise, um, and it's it's very faint and it's hard to sort of make out, but it's it's like a like a clicking or a tapping, and it's very very fast and it's it's sort of irregular. Um. I I uh I wave to the other two, kind of sig I signal to like to like I'm like crouched down looking at this. I signal to them to try to like wave them to come over, but also like to keep it down. Because I I think that this is this uh merits their opinion. Because I'm like, do we observe this or do we continue? Oh yeah, I um crouch and go come up to the crest of the hill. I mean, and I don't need to tell him what's going on. It's pretty obvious. Like as Matt said, it's audible. What the hell? So I give I give uh, Donnie a strange look. Like 
I like I shrug. I crouch as much as I can with negative one stealth and being seven feet tall. What do you guys think of this? I would try to whisper, <laughs> but my voice is always going to be. Why do you it? Oh my god! Why do you think of this? That's more of what my character's ca- voice should have been all along, but I don't want to destroy my vocal cords. Yeah, you're going like, to feel it tomorrow. It looks like some sort of worship center. I mean, the clicking noise, obviously. That's just like weird and annoying. Yeah, I don't na- know what that is. It it almost sounds like um like like a really faint dripping water, but it's much more quick than you'd expect dripping water to be. Um, and as you got closer, you can sort of tell that it's not just one source of the noise. Um, but what's interesting is is it doesn't sound like it's coming from like an animal or something. It doesn't sound like a bug. Uh, it, it, it definitely sounds artificial. Alright. I don't, I don't I, like it. I need to figure out what the fuck is causing this, this, this sound. Is anyone coming with me? Is Let's there make any, it like kind of a base anyone camp. Around, uh, anyone around this building? Are there any people? Um, you can't see anything, no. I'm going. Right, who's with me? I mean, if you don't want to come, you can just stay here and we'll be right yeah, back. Yeah, coming along. Well, I guess I'm outnumbered. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be right back. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you, you guys are, yeah, are going to go down to it. I sit back in the field and I'm just picking grass like in Little League. In the outfield, just... you gonna you gonna do it quietly? You just gonna walk up to it? You uh, gonna um, how, how are you gonna per- do this? Per- I'm gonna try to go approach with some kind of stealth and just be like sneaky. And I, seeing how we don't see anybody, I just wanna approach the town and not be seen. Mm. Is it? It's a it's, building. It's not a it, for for what it's it's not a it's not a town. It's yeah. just one oh, building, um, and it's sort of shaped like a church. Um, and so, as you get closer to it, uh, as you sort of make your way down the hill, um, the clicking gets louder. Always a good sign. It's coming from the building, I think. That's what, it's definitely coming from this uh, chapel-ish so, building. Um, I'm, what's going on with the doors? Open or so closed? So we see the church, we see the steeple, but where are all the people? God <laughs> damn it. Um, no, really, though. What's up with the doors, <laughs> so, the entrance? So the the, the front door um, is closed. Um, it's sort of a, a set of double doors, and they're very large. Um, and as you get closer, you know that you notice that the building isn't built like a normal building. Um, it's... it the, the ticking... Or clicking or ticking noise is is getting very loud now. It's it's um, sort of a, a dull roar of clicking. Um, but what you notice is that the building isn't staying completely still. It's sort of moving a little bit, and not like moving around, but like it seems like the edges of it are sort of a little bit wiggly. Um, and do we bring the cubes with us, by the way? Yeah, you've got the cubes. Okay, I take out. Um... 
one of the cubes. And it's definitely one. not bugs. Like it's not just bugs covering the whole building. It's it, you can tell it's it's definitely not. It's not the noise that you'd expect to hear from a from any sort of insect. I, bugs. Um, and not for this sustained amount of time. Bugs is the farthest thing from my mind. All right, I'm I'm almost afraid to approach it any further, but I, I'm gonna say, hey Donnie, I'll, I'll open the door and you toss the cube in. Whoa, like I'm not. I'm yeah. not gonna just let it leave my hand. I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna try to. Mo- I might move towards the door and see if it reacts at all to being. It's like a strange, whatever. strange, valuable artifact. We're trying to find the source of. It's like let's just hug it in this building. What could happen? So okay. y- you're getting up close and personal with this building. Yeah, I move close to wherever the enter. I think the entrance is with uh, the cube in my left hand, sort of like outstretched a little bit, like sort of like a. Like a like a, if someone holding a candle almost or like it's in my palm though and I'm holding it out like leading the way with it. So, you get um, probably two or three yards from the building and and what you notice um, it's most certainly a church, but the the clicking noise that you heard is actually the sound of hundreds and hundreds and thousands of tiny little gears. This building is covered in um, very intricate uh, mechanical things. Um, just, just like lots of these tiny little brass and silver and uh, other kinds of gears, and they're spotless. Um, so clearly, it is to some degree well maintained. Is there space in between the gears? Uh, they're all sort of turning and moving back and forth, and um, there's like little pendulums and things like that. I mean, are there like little like little openings and stuff in between the gears? Yeah. I shove my dagger in between a bunch of the gears. Uh, <laughs> oh god! Uh, I want you. I want you to roll uh, a d twenty for me. What I want to know is what the hell does gears and churches have to do with each other? A twelve. Steampunk. So you sort of stick your dagger in and you just hear this grinding noise and and it chips a little bit of your dagger, not in, in like a really substantially damaging way, but like you could tell that the gears are very hard. One or two of the gears sort of pop off the side of it because they've sort of like ground to a halt and you hear just like this, like, like you disturbed the machinery a little bit. And at that moment, you hear sort of a tick, 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 from inside of the building. And the doors sort of make a noise and slide open or, you know, swing open. And standing in the doorway is what looks to be some sort of cleric or a priest, but he is an automaton made out of a, a very polished brass clockwork and uh, obviously moving like a robot and he sort of turns and and uh, makes a hard right 90 degree turn and walks over to where the gears were stabbed i slipped the cube back in my robe while it was happening it's almost as if he doesn't even see you he's just sort of um, working like he's blind and and he sort of walks over to where the gears are he holds up his his hands to the, to the wall where the gears were 
and like little tools sort of come out of him and and repair it um and when he's finished and uh he, he puts his hands down he turns and uh starts walking away but you can see from behind him there's something not quite right uh, so all of the gears and like little levers and pendulums and things are all working in relative unison, but his seemed to be off. Like the, the ticking isn't as regular as you'd expect it to be. He, he's ticking very loudly in a way that you wouldn't expect some sort of device to click. And you could see that his right leg is maybe in some way damaged. Uh, it, it's sort of not moving in, in a natural fluid. Is he a warforged? Uh, no, he, he's something that you've you've never seen before. I follow him in through the, the door. The doors close behind you oh, and okay. swing shut. Donnie, open the door. Do I hear him? Uh, yeah, you can hear him, although it's kind of difficult to hear over the sound of uh, all of the, the ticking. Exactly. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna look around in here. Um, if we need, if need be, I'll just uh, shout for uh, for Koo, and uh, he can get me out. Oh God! <laughs> is, that your, is that your deity? No, that's me. No, no, my my deity's Bahamut, but I, I mean, I'll call for our uh, our moving uh, wall bus. Oh, I see what you're saying. And he'll break me out pretty quick. So I'm gonna take a peek around, and I get out a uh, a lantern from my. Lantern looks back at me. Kit. I'm just like mildly flexing, just like, uh, just like, not showing off, but like enough. <laughs> Is there is there light inside here or is it dark? It's not dark, but it's it's not bright. It's sort of dim. Okay. I uh, I have my lantern now. I guess. Are you gonna are you gonna take a look around on the inside? Yeah. I'm, did he, now is he like? Where did the where did our our gear filled friend go? So Wally. he sort of made his way up the the center of of this building and he went up to the the front and. Um, he turns around and um, sort of sits down in a chair right in the middle of what you would imagine to be the altar. Um, and as he sits down, um, there's sort of a grinding noise. And as he's sitting, his right leg sort of twitches periodically. Okay. I guess I'm going to look around and I'll come back to the altar later. All right. Well, uh, why don't you roll me a d20? Boss battle. Seven. So you look around, and uh, you're obviously on what looks like the inside of a church. Uh, it's very sparse. There's maybe five rows of pews. Um, all are made out of very sturdy-looking wood. Pew, pew. And in these pews, there are more machines that look like him. They don't really look like priests they look like just sort of like regular well i, I like the non-priest version of him they're like automatons without the pope hat okay. yeah kind of um i uh i make my way to the altar and examine the altar Pray to the robot god so as you get very close to the front you 
start hearing some noises from behind you that sound like something spinning up. Like, like you just move the mouse on your computer and the hard drive's turning on. And you start hearing lots of clicking noises. And when you... I look behind me. You look behind you and you see all of the gears on all of these uh, automatons start to move. Like they're, like they're waking up. I genuflect? Praise okay. robot Jesus. I, I, I don't genuflect. I, I go up on the altar and check the altar quick. You don't find anything particularly useful on the okay. altar. Okay, um, I, I jump off the altar and uh, sprint back up the aisle. Okay. And go to the door. I open it. Okay. Now you're outside. All right. So, uh, there's not really anything in there besides a bunch of automatons, almost. Like, I, they look like they're supposed to be like a congregation and sort of, uh, of like a church. And they, once I started approaching the altar, they all turned on and they, I don't know what they were going to do, but I got out of there before they could do it. Alright, this place is fucking creepy anyway. Let's get out of here. Well worth the diversion. And the derail. I'm wondering, uh, did now, when I was in there, did I see any like cube-shaped holes on the altar? There was no cube-shaped holes. Uh, you did notice that the sort of torsos of um, these automatons were not the sort of same like gear-like material. It was it, it was sort of um, like a like a like a core almost, like uh, Iron Man style. Um, they weren't a ball of energy or anything, but it was sort of sealed off. A physical core. Yeah. Well, the fact that one of them was injured leads me to believe that they're capable of combat, and it got hurt. Thoughts? Or someone capable of combat just came over and hit them. But why would they do that unless it... Mm. It does. It does kind of doesn't sit well with me this whole this whole thing alright so so what do you guys do oh I I, I waltz into the place like uh, come at me bro um still doing the voice <laughs> n- none of the Whoops. the automatons <laughs> react uh except for the priest looking one who stands up uh why don't you roll me a d20 um, do I have any bonuses or no? It's a thirteen. So and what's your insight? Oh, insight oh. would be a one. So I have fourteen. Okay, so you are standing here and you're about to sort of go up to the altar, and um, as you're you're sort of approaching it, you notice that even though the automaton is standing up, it's like his right leg is just like having a spasm like every now and then it sort of just like jerks to the side and you could see from uh underneath the very edge of of the sort of robe that the automaton is wearing there's a loose gear um and it's sort of jiggling a little bit and you wonder if if that might be uh noteworthy uh, it's sort of damaged, like like it it got hit or something, and the gear is physically bent. 
I bury my sickle in his physical core. <laughs> All right. Um, you see this weak, injured popot who's leading his masses. The popot. What's the first thing you do? I stab him in the robot heart. Well, I'm thinking to myself, I I can, uh, God, I don't need to do the voice. I, I, I was thinking I could either tighten or loosen the thing, and you Instead, know what, I'm, I'm just sure going to end him. Well, I thought the, the whole bad. reason we're here is to just kill some automatons. Let's see if they even get violent. They could just, if, if they're all peaceful, then I'm sorry, I just killed your pastor. But I like how you're like, I have two options here. Let me just murder it instead of thinking of those two options. Yeah. I, um, I, I pick up the two gears from outside that came out of a... Initially. Yeah, that initially came out of a wall. Okay. And, uh, I, I, are you doing this right away? I mean, you uh, could stop me Larry. if, like, if you, like, see me about to, like, stab it with my sickle. Like, I... I yeah, I kind of stay your hand. I'm like, hang on, hang on a second. And I go up to the, uh, the automaton, and I attempt to replace the, uh, the gear, the broken gear with one of the gears from outside. Uh, as you approach the, the priestly automaton, one of the ones from sort of the, the congregation, uh, the nearest one to you, you turn around and it's just sort of behind you and it's just watching down. It's just like watching me? It, it's watching you very, very carefully. Uh, there's there's maybe a dozen or so uh, automatons in the room that are all sitting, uh, and they're all just facing straight ahead, except for this one, which is, it just like appeared right next to you, um, looking down. Okay, I, uh, I try to replace the gear. Um, roll me, uh, let's see. Dex? Roll me a heal. Oh. Has a 12. Uh, and what's your modifier? It's a 1. Okay, so 13. So you... No, 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 it's an 11. It, it's, it was an 11 roll, so I gave you the full number. Oh, I see, okay. 12. So you jiggle at the, the loose gear, and the, the screw that's holding it on sort of just pops off, um, and you put the new gear on, and it, it doesn't fit perfectly. It obviously isn't the perfect gear, but it fits, and... You take the, the sort of screw and you manage to get it back on there. You sort of back up a little bit when you finish. And the uh, the priestly automaton takes his right foot and like raises it up and then like straight outwards and then back down, sort of like flexing it out. The uh, automaton that was next to you goes back and sits down where, where it originally was. The priestly automaton gestures for you to sit in, in an empty spot in the front row um, to all three of you. Have we been accepted in the robot church? You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass. I'll watch. I'll just stand back because honestly, from what you said earlier, it's not like these things can see us. So I'm gonna just pretend like he's only acknowledging uh, D Donnie. Yeah, I'm gonna sit. I'm gonna sit down. I, I don't think they're T Rexes. I don't think they're visions based on movement. I think they just weren't reacting to us. Well, because, I'm not reacting to them. Because the two, or they all reacted when he came up on the altar, and then when he got close to the Popot, 
the other one flew out of nowhere. Like defensively, like protecting. Yeah, they don't do that as I'm about to stab him in his friggin' core, but. Well, I mean, I stage your hand. True. I only pop a seat right up front. Yeah, I sit. Uh, I sit down next to the dragon. Those two board. sit down. I do not. Hoping for a robot wedding. The priest sort of looks at you for a moment, or it faces in your direction for a moment, um, and then sort of turns away. It does this sort of weird thing, and he goes up to the the altar. He sort of makes some hand movements, and you hear like the sound of like an organ playing. Uh, and you don't really know where it's coming from, but you imagine that maybe it's the, the building itself making these noises. After a, a moment, all of the automatons stand up. They all sort of shake hands with one another. The robot sitting, well, that was sitting next to you uh, sort of stands up and, and offers to shake uh, each of your hands. I do. Uh, it. do as well. I really hope this is a robot wedding. I'm so excited. <laughs> It's not a robot way. It's, um, it's the it's the sign of peace. Yeah, but like the, yeah. or, the uh, robots, yeah. the 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 automatons all sit back down. All of the congregation robots uh, sort of spin down, right? Like it, it's like they went into sleep mode. Um, yeah, right. And and the ticking dies down. And what you notice is now all of the ticking noises sort of seem to be in sync. And so, um, when this when this whole production is finished, the priestly robot turns towards the the back of the building. He gets something, uh, and he puts it in his hand. He walks up to Daani. He holds out his hand like he did when he was repairing the side of the building, and he holds it up in front of your pocket where you've got the cube. And he just holds it there for a second, and you hear him sort of ticking away, and um, he sort of tilts his, his robot head to, to one side. He lifts up his other hand, and in his hand he's got a little book. And he flips the book over to a, to a page. And Is on the, the Bible written in binary? No, it's not. Um, it's, <laughs> oh. Hold on a second. <laughs> I'm looking at character sheets. It's written in Elven. Ooh, I know this language. I can read that. Me too. Yeah. The page on it has a, a tiny square underneath it in Elven. It says that this is a tiny device used for channeling distant magic. Uh, it contains no magical properties of its own. It's simply used as sort of a receiver. But, you know, roughly translated, it, it says that uh, th these devices are unique to the person that carries them, and they're extremely rare. The thing is, they, they channel energy from a great distance, but the person holding it has no control over uh, the energy. Hmm. Where did a robot learn Elvish? It's actually C-3PO. Oh, of course. As you finish reading this, human cyborg relationship. <laughs> the, the robot sort of goes back up to the altar and sits down in the chair from before, and you hear him sort of spin down. And the front doors of the church open back up, and you can see the sun outside again. You walk out, 
uh, into the sun, you you sort of accept that what you what you've done there is is all there is to offer in the place. When you go back outside, which of you has the highest perception? Nope. Currently six. Yeah, it's you. Why don't you roll uh, a perception check? Uh, 19. That's with it included. So you notice that among the grass, there is what looks to be like these dead patches where there's no grass. You walk up to one of them and kick away a little bit of dirt and you notice that there's trees um, or, or at least there used to be trees and, and it's sort of like the dead, rotten stump of where a tree used to be. You, you notice that the trees don't look like they were cut down. It looks like it looks like something happened to them. Like an explosion or magic? It was something. Does somebody want to do a, a history check to see if they know anything about this? I have... Yeah. Well, what do you got? I have a five. Yeah, me too, so go for it. That was a 19 sound. Uh, that's perfect. Sounds great. Sounds like... So, you know that this place, <laughs> long, long ago, hundreds of years ago, used to be a dense forest and all of the trees in the forest were destroyed by frost uh, that covered over the land and uh, this used to be the home of uh, some elves and uh, they're no longer here when people die they come back as zombies when elves die they come back as robots no but you think that maybe um, do they dream of electric sheep they may um, you think that maybe the, the elves had at one point, or one of the elves had created this for whatever reason, um, but it was uh, ultimately the only thing that survived uh, when the frost from, from the north uh, came many, many years ago. Um, so this is like sort of like a temple of sorts uh I don't know why, like, the exact purpose, but they seem to have records. Like, these robots are almost like keepers of, like, an old an old book with, uh, like, elven records in them. So th- it seems like this magic is more of, like, an elven thing. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't really seem like... A very elven thing to have a church but it's also very very old and you're wondering if um, maybe it wasn't always a church I don't know about you guys but I think we should keep going ahead in the rock crest yeah you, you've you've sort of exhausted this so um, do you guys want to continue on uh, on your way I mean just hold on to that thing you found but yeah let's keep going fair enough for me everyone, it's me, Matt. Uh, this week's episode was a little bit more of a challenging one, sort of starting to leave town, head off into the wilderness. Uh, next episode gets really into that. I think next episode actually has our first real bit of combat. I'd like to thank the host for this week's episode, Bren, AJ, Doug, and myself. Uh, the cover art for our podcast was done by Ian McAfee. Our theme music was composed and assembled by the friendly guy that lets you skip him in line at the checkout, Josh Stitt. Distribution is powered by the fine podcasting software at pinecast.com.
We'd love to get feedback from you, the listener. You can do that by clicking the link in the episode description or visiting our website at abtd.pinecast.co. Our next episode is going to be released on Halloween. Ooh, it's very spooky. Um, it's not Halloween themed. We recorded <laughs> we recorded that particular episode uh, quite a while ago, actually. So, um, not 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 going to be terribly spooky. But if you're not already subscribed, you can do so by visiting us on iTunes. Uh, all of the links uh, are in all of the right places at our website. Again, at abtd.pinecast.co. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in a couple weeks.